Yes, there are tears, but then there's also the resurrection. Amen. I just have to say it. Today is a hard day. A hard day after a hard two weeks. After losing a loved one who had parts of his life that were extremely hard. It has been a dark and murky time. But then, there's the resurrection. On days like this, all the words will sound tinny and hollow. All the well-meaning platitudes, all the he's in a better place, and the he's no longer suffering, and the he passed peacefully, will do little for those in grief. Because sorrow this profound is a hole in the soul, an absence. But then... There is the resurrection. On days like this, we pray to find the hope to put one foot in front of the other. And as Christians, our very identity means that we live with an eternal hope. This hope being the manna in the emotional wilderness, where we wander in and out of memories that gleam ever brighter when burnished by the passing of time. Furnished because there is hope in resurrection. Among many of his positive qualities, Jonathan had a great sense of humor, and he absolutely loved giving me a hard time. And he would tease me in a way that both honored my profession and also poke fun at it. So nice to see you, he would say, and then can you tell me who holds a leash to your collar? <laughs> he was funny, he was compassionate and caring, and everyone who knew him remembers how his eyes would light up at the mere mention of his beloved daughter. And I pray we all can remember him this way, smiling and so full of joy to be a dad. It was palpable. And seeing him in the hospital over the years, he always seemed optimistic, sometimes despite the evidence to the contrary. And I tell you, you can't fake that type of hope because it springs from something eternal in the human spirit. In the gospel today, we hear Jesus tell the crowds that they have been claimed by God and have claimed there's a promise they will never be driven away. And of course, this could sound like wishful thinking on a day like this, especially to non-believers. But today, I want to share something. Share that it's not a question of believing in God. Instead, it's the answer that God believes in you. If no one has ever told you this, you are a beloved child of God. You are all beloved children of God. And no mistake, 
no action, no misgiving, no doubt, no crime, no failure can take this away from you. And Jonathan was beloved. And this beloved, he now resides within the loving peace of our Creator. Because, my friends, there's the resurrection. For me, a follower of Jesus, resurrection is a fact that seems self-evident. Just living up my life in this vast and mysterious creation, I see signs of it all around, in nature and within human relationships. Self-evident because we've all seen the oak tree hanging on to its brown, ragged leaves until they're stripped away by a rasping winter wind. The branches are then bare, forlorn, reaching skyward like a dead man's last prayer. And each year I wonder, how could the delicate story of rebirth be cradled by such rough, ragged arms? And then there's the miracle. At the first warmth of spring, the tiny green of new life breaks forth and stretches out in the sunshine. Resurrection. And it's not just in nature, but also in the human family. Because we've all heard a story of a family member that's been ostracized and driven out, who never, ever wants to come back home. And then there's that evening when he calls and asks permission to come to Thanksgiving. It's in our families. Because we've also heard children laugh the laugh of long-deceased grandparents. My daughter, the laugh of my grandmother, only 50 years later. Time and again, the human experience is surrounded by the instances of resurrection. And humans believe in it, not because of facts or equations, but because time and again, things pass into the mystery of death only to return in the guise of new life. And likewise, those that precede us in death are never really far away. They remain within and are made incarnate through every memory, every genetic expression. They're made incarnate through every story passed down until the end of an age, an end where God in Christ promises to gather our souls into an infinite embrace. But still, everything about today is hard. And in fact, the only words I could come up with that might bring some comfort are Julian of Norwich's famous affirmation. She writes, All shall be well. And all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. All will be well, but maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not even in 10 years, but faith teaches me to believe that in the end, all shall be well. After all, the resurrection allows our hearts to pierce the darkness of the mystery of death and to witness all the faithful departed united with the love of God. And I don't know how, but all 
will be well. All will be well because we follow a God of resurrection. Amen.